0: When you hear the word church, what is the picture that comes to your mind? For some, it's a building. For others, it's a culture. But what does the Bible actually tell us about the church and its purpose? Join us as we engage various questions about what the church is, why the church is the way it is, and what role it should play in our personal walk with Jesus.
1: Welcome back to episode four of the Make the Time podcast. I'm Carson. I'm Parker. And I'm Andy. And now you may notice that there is one name missing from the podcast today, and that would be Blake. Parker, why don't you tell us what happened oh, to Blake tonight? And, well,
2: we had an intramural basketball game against um, another team. And, you know, it was at about the end of the game. You know, we were doing pretty good. Um, Blake decides to do a windmill 360 dunk and <laughs> land on his
0: ankle. Did he actually try? It no, down? he didn't. No, I'm just kidding. That was going to be really no. cool.
2: No, I think he was getting a rebound. That was it. <laughs> yeah. That's so lame.
1: Oh, man. If you're going up against some of those guys that played in real basketball, though, they are some big dudes. And it's just physical. Huge. Um, but, but yeah, I got a call from Blake, and he's like, hey, man, I just, you know, was playing basketball and just might have sprained my ankle. So yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be there tonight.
0: No, I, I got a call from Parker. I was just chilling on my couch and i see my phone buzz and i see it's parker i was like and i was weirded out because i was like you know what parker never calls me <laughs> oh, <laughs> like it, so sad. it's i know why don't you call me i always have to call you I need to call you some more you do need to call me more but no it's uh yeah well i was just like why on earth would parker be calling i was just suspicious i was like mm-hmm. something's going up and i answer it and it's not even his voice <laughs> I was like, you believed, you believed it for Zayn. Yeah, no, I, I was giving it a moment because you know it was as a long day, so I was like, you know, maybe I'm just going a little crazy, but I was like, this isn't Parker. So Blake's been in urgent care
1: for the past. Um, well, he just got out at the time we're recording this, but he spent how long were y'all there, Parker? An hour two?
2: About it was about forty-five minutes, probably. Yep. Yeah.
1: And so Blake's got either a what was it, a chip I think it, bone, it's a
2: chip bone, um, or a sprained ankle.
1: Did y'all All, win the game? We did. Okay. All we for did. a rebound, bro. Yeah, But they
0: won. They did. Well, did the rebound help, though? Could Would well, the they have won out? without the rebound?
2: Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Blake. You're sacrificing <laughs> nothing.
1: I'm sorry. That's when no. you say yes. That was the game-winning <laughs> rebound, and Blake put his
2: life on the line for the team Dub. Oh, my goodness. It was kind of crazy. Blake pulled down his sock a little bit. You could see it, and it was like a blue cantaloupe.
1: Wow, that's, I don't do gross, man. That's kind of disturbing.
2: But I don't like that. He's,
1: he's doing good. I hope. Well, he told me he goes if it's still swollen by the time this game's over, I'm probably gonna go get it checked out. And I was like, oh, I would go get that's it checked a good out. Good idea.
0: Yeah. Oh man, You're a little
1: genius. But let's go ahead and roll into this. I'm yeah. excited. Well, before too.
0: we get uh, we we get in, what you got, or we dive right in. Let's talk about uh. Man, we've we've gotten a lot of uh, new followers and new listeners. We have. It's um, been a busy week. Yeah, here and so if you guys are listening to this uh, or any of our other episodes, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, it means a lot to us. When we started seeing, uh, you know, more and more followers starting to pick up, um, I think we we're all getting super excited. And there is mm-hmm. an email that uh, it's the the first email we've gotten, and I think so far it's the only email we've gotten um but Carson why don't you pull it up real quick and read it because we were uh super encouraged by this yeah hold on Or just what's what's the guy's name just his His name is Derek 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 Um, we appreciate you so much
1: yeah basically just high school senior just reached out and was really encouraged by the podcast and sent a really nice message to message to us and um it really encouraged us as well so I'm glad we're able to encourage other people. And, you know, when we get positive feedback like that, it's really a big encouragement to us. Um, and also another cool thing is we've gone international, boys. Oh, yeah. I almost we, forgot about that. We have hit Canada and Belize.
0: It's the, it's the <laughs> Belize
1: one that gets me because I'm like. That was not there this morning either. No. Did they? <laughs> that was today. Do
0: they, they speak English in Belize? Is Belize like a mainly Spanish-speaking uh, country? That'll be a great Google question. Because I'm speakers. wondering if it's someone who's actually from Belize or if it's just someone from like maybe the United States living in Belize or something. I didn't even know where Belize was. It's
1: somewhere. They speak uh, English. English is the official English? language of Belize, but most of the population also speaks Creole. Where?
0: Wait, where are they? Okay. What? Belize? Where is Belize? It's in Belize, bro. No, I'm going
1: to act like I know, but I don't <laughs> You don't know where Belize is, man? Uh, Central America. Okay. Okay. So Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, that area.
0: Well, how about that, I guys? That.
1: We we have gone international. We are, you know, basically famous podcasters. Pretty much. But um, we are really grateful for the amount of viewers we've gotten this week and listens. It's it's exciting. Um, yeah. We were doing a... We're, if you don't know, I think we've mentioned on here before, three of us are still in college, and we're in the Lambda Sigma Phi Christian fraternity here at North Alabama, and Andy's an alumni of the fraternity, and we were doing okay. a campus worship night on Tuesday, and we I was doing the slides for this worship night, and my phone keeps blowing up, and I was like, what is going on? And we gained 400 followers that day on TikTok, and I think around... 50 60 on instagram mm-hmm. and you know we were getting a lot of comments and support and it was just really exciting to see it got me excited and the and that combined with the worst night at the same time man it was yeah it I, was a good
0: night i honestly wasn't expecting that kind of outpour of support you mm-hmm. know right off the bat and so just to see that i mean hey again thank y'all so much we we deeply appreciate it yep yep that's one thing i love about um kind of the um social media and like
2: because um, sometimes i give social media and like things a bad rap and some some things, you know, you do need to limit, but that is a good thing about, you know, like having these podcasts, you know, so you can, you can reach more people for the Lord. And, you know, like, like we, these guys said, we want to encourage you guys in the Lord. And, um, it's cool. Like you, you can reach people through that, like in all these other
1: places like Belize and mm-hmm. Canada. And, and this is only our fourth one. Like we've been doing yeah. this. This is our fourth week doing this and yeah. already seeing, you know, what God can do from, you know, a couple of guys and a library podcast room. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah.
0: But at any rate, let's hop right in. We are let's talking about uh, the importance and the role mm-hmm. of the church in a Christian's life. So mm-hmm. uh, what do we got? I think, um,
2: well, there's a lot of verses I guess you could go to. Oh, yeah. Um, scripture's filled with with the church and the importance of the church. Um, so I know we had some kind of some qu- well-known questions. Um, we did.
0: We need to pull the up The first one documents. is,
1: what does the Bible say about the church? So, I mean, you've already got your scripture up.
0: Um, yeah.
2: Um, when I when I first thought of the church and was um, just recently kind of just meditating on is um, just really like Acts chapter 2 um, in verses 42 through 44, and um, I can go ahead and read it. Go or, for it. Um, it says, they, um, talking about the, um, the believers, um, the fellowship of the believers, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. And so, um, you know, I think that because in context, that was the believers like when the Holy Spirit came down and after the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost, they were just gathered together and just um, under the name of Jesus. And they were like, you know, you can miss a lot from not going to church. And some of the things were like, you can miss fellowship, you can miss, you know, um, just praying with others. You can do those by yourself, but there's something about being together with the body of Christ um, that that is essential in the Christian life.
0: Yeah, know? I mean, I think humans, we are social creatures. If someone is uh, alone for extended periods of time, I mean— it's pretty typical and, and well understood that that's unhealthy mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for the average human being. And so how much more would that apply to uh, the Christian and, you know, their, their need for the church? Um, and so I think that really, uh, really well sums up uh, a great attitude and environment that the church should have. But um, let's go ahead and knock out the question, what is the church? Right, because mm-hmm. yeah. it's like in the intro. Is it yeah. the building? Is it the? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the idea, the culture, the you know? And a lot of times we do look at it as a building, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: like I don't know about y'all, but growing up, it was always like the church was a place. You know, that's where we went. It ain't
0: got a steeple. It ain't no church,
1: right? Oh boy, <laughs> open that can of worms for another day. Um, how would y'all define it? How, define it.
0: I think it's it's the Bible pretty well describes it as it's the body of believers mm-hmm. um, who are united in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the people. Mm-hmm. Simple as that.
1: Cause you know, one day that building ain't going to stand anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's something that it's just a mindset change, you know, like you th- say, I'm going to church every Sunday, but you're not like being with the church. Right. Yeah. And I think it's something as you, Ooh, get, that's a good point. I man. think it's something as you get more involved in the church, you realize how more it is the people there and not the building. Because mm-hmm. I know for me, I was never really plugged in. And I mean, I always grew up going to church, but I fully went hard into it when I got to college. And that's when you start seeing the big shift in your view of the church, or at least in, in my personal life.
0: Yeah, I, I uh, when I started college, I found myself in a church that at the time I really liked. Mm-hmm. And I think we're also going to address this topic, um, or I, I wanted to, uh, later in this episode. Um, but it's how do we address church burn and how do we prevent church burn? Um, if you know, I've never heard that term. Have you never heard that term? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very real, but like you've Um,
1: definitely heard of like people getting tired of church. I've never heard the actual word church. burn.
0: Yeah. I've, I've heard it. I've heard it, um, quite a bit and I experienced it for uh, a small amount of time. My parents experienced Mm -hmm. it at the church that, uh, I, I went to in high school and, um, I think it's really important that we talk about what is a mature way to handle that and what's a mature way to also prevent that as the church. Um, But I experienced that in my uh, early years of college. And I went probably about a whole semester, um, almost a whole school year, with no church family Mm -hmm. in uh, just period, no church home at all. And it was hard. It was one of the hardest uh, probably the hardest part of my entire college career, I guess, because um, it's like I didn't have people, right? You know, yeah. and then uh, eventually I got led to the fraternity, and then through that, I got led to our church. Um, and so, when someone asks me, Hey, is the church important? I can tell you from a firsthand experience, Oh, absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. And
1: then, I mean, I can back that up fully 100%. You know, there's been times. In my college career, when I mean, that church has played major roles in my life, and I'm only a sophomore, so I'm the young one out uh, the, of the three guys. young little young lad. Here. But, you know, just in the, you know, it'll be two years come August, I've already seen the major role that a church has played in my life and being fully plugged in and having that spiritual community. It's something that I don't want any college student to miss out on. And I think the hardest part and when the devil is going to try to get a college student the most is when their feet first hit campus. Mm. because That's good. Yeah, because I know that's what happened for me. And when I got down here, because I'm three hours away. I'm from Nashville. So when I first came to college, you know, it it was so weird. You go through this weird, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but like the first weekend you're like, I can't just ride to church anymore. Yeah, You know, with my parents. You know the
0: the feeling. It's weird. When you first move in, like the day you're moving into your dorm and then, you know, it's it's all hectic. Furniture is mm-hmm. moving everywhere. Oh, I hate that. Oh, moving uh, that is terrible. It's but terrible. it's it's the moment as soon as you hug your family goodbye and they walk out the door, and then all of a sudden, it's just you alone at like three o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. in an empty room that you've never been in before. What and you're I do, yeah, man? you're just like, bro, it was... I could do anything right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest thing, but the it was so weird. I remember that first Sunday very vividly. Is because I was like, you know, you grow up and you can just like ride with your parents to church. And there was never like really question about it. But once you get to college, it's like, no, I got to set my own alarm and I got to get up. And yeah. I got go to church. That's
0: the worst part is the setting the alarm. See, man. I'm an
1: early morning person. <laughs> but it's, you know, the devil will try to attack you more on Sunday morning than any other day of the week. Because like, why? Do, I don't know. For me on Sunday morning is when I'm feeling the most tired and I feel like I have the most to do. And I can just, you know, if I can just get there, you know, you got to make that decision. You got to make it really the day before of, you know, this, I'm going to church. Because if you leave it up to a decision in the morning, I you're not going to get
0: there. I think also going off of that, because I think that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. When we look at church, we, we treat it as a negotiable. You know, like my job is a non-negotiable. Why? Because I really like being able to pay my rent. (laughs) I I like having a job. If I just don't show up, I mean, I can't do that. I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll not have a job. Um, there's other things that are non-negotiables, right? Like if I, uh, I don't know if I get a speeding ticket, I got to show up in court or they're going to throw my, you know, throw my butt in jail. Mm -hmm. Right. But if I, if I fail to show up on Sunday, I mean, Oh, it's always, there's always next week. Right. Why do y'all think that is? I'm
1: just kind of, that's, it's interesting to think about, you know, why do we view these things as mandatory, but then when it comes to church, there's always going to be some leeway. And there, I don't, does
0: it does depend on, I guess, how you were raised, do you think? I f- or I think the it? way you were raised, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also, uh, what I've noticed is the more engaged you are within the community, within the church, mm-hmm. the more of, like when I started getting engaged with the youth at our church, yeah. um, It is for me. It is a non-negotiable to be there on Wednesday nights, not because, um, not not just because it's something that I need, but also uh, I've developed a rapport, I've developed a relationship and a bond uh, with all the the students there. And if I just stop showing up, you know, I think this was this was one thing I thought was really profound that I heard, and it's that one of one of the greatest things that Jesus ever did. Will show up think about it read read through all the stories and stuff right it talks about all these different needs and all these different areas of suffering and then in the midst of it it says and jesus was there mm-hmm. yeah right he showed I like up that. I like that a lot. and so um when we talk about the church it's not just about man what can the church provide for me is man how can i help to provide for the church because remember yeah. the church is not an organization it's not um it's not some kind of patriarchy right it's the, the church is a people how can it's a community how can i give back to my community right and uh your presence is is far more valued than i think a lot of us uh, believe and if if you step into that role if you step up and say hey i'm going to be that person for these people right i'm going to be present for them i'm going to be consistent." Uh, I'm going to be involved for me that that's what helped make church a non-negotiable was just engagement. Mm -hmm. Um, But you got to do it yourself. I think a lot of kids growing up, just like you said, you know, I just rode to church with my family, Mm -hmm. right? There is no, like that, that's a non-negotiable, you know? Cause if you, if you just don't get up, I mean, my mom, I remember my mom through like a she poured water on my head, and when I was in the bed, I was like, "I didn't think, no, I think I, I yeah, I was like, I didn't think you would actually do it." I would always be like, when I'm really little, I'm like, "Man, if I just
1: act sick enough, yeah, I just won't have to go." And then I remember just like all that time, and then you know, you get to a certain point, and you're like, "Yeah, this, well, I'm not getting out of this," you know. Mm-hmm. And I would always spend Saturday night at my grandmother's. Yeah, there was not that was not much getting out of that. Yeah. But now looking back on it, you know, I don't, I think I took that for granted growing up. Was how thankful I am. To have been raising a family that made church such a high priority yeah. in my life, and I think that's something that's definitely something I took for granted. And I think a lot of believers do take for granted growing up is you know, you know, just having parents and family that pushes you to go to church mm-hmm. and instills that routine in you. Um, that's definitely something I'm, I'm really thankful for growing up. Yeah. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. And I, I want to add on to what you were what you were saying, Andy. Um, I think a lot of time too um, that church can maybe seem boring or maybe you don't want to go or um is maybe because you know are are you are you serving are they serving or are they you know because when you ask the question is church about is church about me and um it's not about me It's church is not about me it's ultimately it's for the lord it's being the body of christ for the lord and um using your gifts to serve him and when you do like get plugged in. I'll never forget being in, in the youth um, back at Westview Baptist Church, going to high school. Like There was a Wednesday night that I did not want to go. <laughs> I, I did not want to go at all. And I was literally, what I did was I, I was like, I knew I should go, but I was honestly going to come up with an excuse to try to not go. But what I did was we have a group me and I sent um a video of me saying, Hey, I'm coming tonight. I'm I'm excited. And so that would I'm forced to go now since yeah. I sent that video. You're locked in. Yeah. And so when I went that night, one of the children and the youth I got to experience um and help lead them to the Lord. And that's awesome. Um, you know, I, I don't want to ever miss that opportunity. Um, you know, because that's that's what it's all about is kind of being there for also the people in the church is in in there Mm -hmm. as well because you never know
1: and kind of going back to what you were saying too when you're involved like that it's an accountability thing yeah you can't just slip in and slip out Mm -hmm. of the back pew like people do you know people are gonna recognize when you're not there um and i think that's important Mm -hmm. and i think
0: that's that can be an intimidating thing but i think it can also be a really fulfilling and i guess uh just kind of wholesome thing Mm -hmm. you know like man people actually know this when i'm gone yeah. yeah people say oh, it see totally me, is you know? yeah. um, but it's I, good it's healthy yeah and i had another question to tack on to uh, your question right sure. like why do we why do we see mm-hmm. um, that as a nego- negotiable and here's here's a question for y'all is is once per week sufficient
1: I think a lot of people, and this is probably uh, gonna, you know, make some convict some people. But I think it's good, is you know, if that is your only time you're spending time with the Lord, then you're missing out on a lot.
0: But what about what about like?
1: Are you saying is he going to church one time a um, week, or one, like one is that the only we, time you get in the like you experience you open? Is that the only time you open yeah, your Bible? I, I think
0: I think we can all be in agreement that if that's the only time you open your Bible, then um, hey. Uh, You're missing out on a lot. Yeah. But what I'm asking is, is just that, that once per week, right? Mm -hmm. If that's the only time that you have to engage with your community, is that sufficient? I'm going to say,
1: see, for me in my life is, you know, Wednesdays, you have church, Sundays you have church, obviously, but then you're always in connection with people throughout the week. Yeah, You know, it's not just like I'm never going to talk to them outside of Wednesday and Sunday. No, you're always having a connection with those people. So, you know, a lot of days I'm getting lunch with people from the church. Um, I know a lot this summer, um, me and people from the church would go out and eat when I was on lunch break. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's community there. And so you should always be in relationships and connection with people throughout the week, I think. And if those relationships really mean something to you in the church, you really value that relationship with the people that you go to church with. Then it wouldn't just be once or twice a week, you know. Yeah, you're always in connection with them, and I think it just, you know, it comes. It boils down to how much do you value those relationships, and how much do those relationships mean to you?
0: Yeah, I th- I think it it boils down to what kind of culture does your church have, and I think the culture that we should strive for is a culture of discipleship. And if you look at you know what is the model of discipleship that we should follow, we'll look no further than Jesus and in, in the twelve, mm-hmm. right? And what is it that Jesus did? He lived among them for like th- three whole years. He did life with them, um, constantly engaged them. He was constantly available to them. And so I think you hit the nail on the head, or at least in in, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. um, I agree. I think if, if once per week is the only time that you're really able to see everybody, um, sure, that's, you know, uh, don't bend. Don't don't think that we're telling you like if you're only getting to see them once per week, you're wrong. Yeah, um, no, busy, we're, yeah, we're Laura's not. Busy. We don't want to try and like make you guys feel like that, but uh, we do want to encourage y'all, man. Be intentional about engaging those around you, um, mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. But also, I mean, you don't have to have a Bible study every single time you meet. Yeah. You know, like let's let's. This is gonna sound this is gonna sound really bad. Let's put the Bible away for a moment. <laughs> And let's just talk face to face, and let's Mm -hmm. let's engage with each other. Let's learn more about each other, Um, and and then through that, we can build a relationship. And uh, that relationship can then in turn honor God. That's good. Yeah, that's
2: really good. That is good. That is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you look at Acts too, like then, like when they were reading scripture, they also like just had fellowship. They ate together. You know, even just having a meal or um, praying together or just talking about life. I think that's also good to
0: meet up and just have that accountability. Yeah. I think that's also why I love old people in the oh, church. Me too. Cause Hey, the Bible said it food, baby. That's where it's yeah. at. No, I'm kidding. But you get the idea. <laughs> and I think, you know, the church
1: we go to is so good with college students. Oh yeah. I mean, it is just a, so pro college church and i remember the very first um it was actually so that i went one sunday when i first came to college because you know i was still looking for a church and so i went one sunday with a group of people and you know they didn't really care for it too much but i was like i want to go back and so i remember i went back the next sunday and i get the, everywhere early i'm there 15 20 minutes early so i'm the first college <laughs> student there and i had no idea where the college students at because they have their own you know they sit together in the yeah, front uh-huh. middle but I didn't know that. I was there early. I meant, I remember I went and I sat right in like almost the very back. But back I remember. Yeah, yeah. Because I, <laughs> I, I didn't you? know where to go. But I remember, I wish I even knew who it was. I really don't even know who it was. But an older gentleman came and sat next to me. And we just sat there and talked about life for about 10, 15 minutes until service started. And he showed me where the college students sat. And I don't. I, that impact that had on me is incredible. Because I was like, I think this is where I need to be. This is where I need to be. Now you fast forward, you know, almost two years later and I serve in the youth. I'm playing guitar on Sundays and it's that conversation sparked a whole interest into that church. And so if you're listening to the church, I know a lot of our listeners are, you know, our age, but we do have some, you know, adults that listen to this podcast that are involved we have so, in have We churches. have
0: actual adults also. No. <laughs> hey, yeah.
1: Well, um, you know, a lot of people don't view us as adults, but legally
0: we are. Legally. we the
1: legal system, but we don't act like it half the time. <laughs> but, no, we do have some adults that are highly involved in their church and are deacons and elders. So I think if you are in an area where a lot of college students are present, you know, don't be afraid to have that, you know, engaging conversation because you don't know what it will lead to.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also— on that note wherever you see a need you know like i think one thing that we started to realize was man there's a big disconnect between college and our youth group i mean for people who are so close in age it seems like every the church is set up in such a way where we just miss each other every single time and so that's when we started becoming intentional about finding college people who would be willing to pour into youth you know, take their time out of the, out of the week to do that. And so we want to challenge you guys and encourage you guys, Hey, if you see a need, if you see something that, uh, you feel should be better or could be better, man, do something about it, you know, Mm -hmm. pray over it, um, ask for wisdom and ask for guidance and and go through all the proper channels and and try to do something and just be diligent about addressing that. And, you know, I, I think, um, I think God can move, in very powerful ways when we just become obedient to that. Yeah. hundred 100%. percent.
2: Yeah. 100%. I, I love like to, uh, about like, kind of like I can so, so like, that's so true about the church and like how it's so set up, like in such a way, like, you, you know, yeah. there is a youth group and, um, it's just sometimes it, it can feel separated, like all these generations. Mm-hmm. And, um, that just made me think of this C23 group. Oh yeah. And, uh, I'm excited.
1: I'm pumped. That. Yeah. That's, uh, I miss I'm very sad oh dang it but go get him. i'll be back next- <laughs> I'll, be, no. I'll be back you like you
0: like the terminator <laughs> yeah basically
1: yeah i'm gonna quit my day job and become the terminator i'm dropping out of college
0: uh but yeah no to go off of that um my like my old church the youth group was oh it was great right mm-hmm. we had like you know 200 plus kids it was yeah. uh it was the it was the place that i eventually got led to to Jesus. I, I was saved when I was about 15 years old. And um, and as I aged out of that, I realized, wow, I don't feel connected at all to the rest of this church. It was just the youth group and it was like a church within the church. And so I think uh, within, you know, if you're listening within your own church, right, analyze the the structure, analyze the culture of the church and ask yourself, are we really united in the way that Christ calls us to be united? Um, because if we're not, then I think that can uh, that can cause us to miss out on so many things uh, that can benefit us and, and, and be good for us.
1: Okay, so I have another question I want to hit on here. Yeah, go for it. What are the signs of a healthy
0: or the signs of an unhealthy church? What y'all got? The one that comes to mind for me, and this might be... This might be just like me, I, I don't know if anyone else sees it this way, mm-hmm. but one sign of an unhealthy church, in my opinion, is if there's multiple services. Really? Mm-hmm. And now multiple services in the sense of you have a traditional and then you also have a uh, maybe a blended or a contemporary service. I think it's it's a sign, it's an unhealthy sign within a church. Because what it tells me um, is that people can't compromise uh, to the point that they can continue to be in fellowship. They would rather satisfy their own tastes rather than have fellowship with one another. They they uh, they're prioritizing themselves over fellowship. And the reason I say that is, you know, my cousin, um, you know, lives way down in Mississippi. And his church is going through uh, some pains, and uh, they have, you know, they've gone into multiple services now, and there, there's just a rift in between the older generation and the younger generation, and the way that, you know, he was telling me, he wouldn't be surprised if it ended in a church split. And it, it doesn't surprise me either, because, I mean, really what's happened is there's the church is already split. They just share the building. If you think about
1: it, I'm gonna have a spinoff question for you. Yeah, what do you think of churches that have multiple services, but they're the same service?
0: I think because I
1: know churches that you know, yeah, they just have multiple services, but they're the same service, and everyone's receiving the same word and the same worship.
0: I think the only reason that I could see people doing that for is usually. Um, like if the church is too big, like the, the congregation out, has outgrown the building, I guess. Um, I think, don't get me wrong, I, I'm not saying like you have you need to leave your church if there's mm-hmm. two services. No, you don't have to do that. Um, but I, I think it really just depends on the nature of why there's multiple services. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to prefer one service because yep. I, I do like to see my entire community in one place at one time. 100%. Um, and 100%. it, it helps, it helps me to engage with everyone. And I'm one, I'm kind of like, I'm a floater. And so I, I float around all the different groups within the big community. And I, I, um, I, I can't stay in the same place at one time. And so the more people there is for me to talk to usually the better, but, um, I, did I answer the question? I feel like I don't
1: love yeah. it. It's just interesting for me. Cause when I'm, you know, here I go to first Baptist Florence and there's one service, but then I go home and the church I go to back home has five services i want to say are you serious four or five i know that there's we go to the eight thirty because we're early well my parents are early birds and your I pastor guess. must be exhausted well, it's um <laughs> he preaches from oklahoma and it's satellite
0: oh okay. so
1: ours is the saturday night service and it's recorded but some of them connect live i'm not sure which ones do but i know there's 8 there's an 11 and then like a one and then maybe like a four so four or five i know for sure but it's the same service And I know they're always encouraging people to go to different ones to, you know, make room for space and stuff. And so, you know, pros for me is you are, you know, a lot of people are receiving the word of God, right? It's great. You know, a lot of people are getting chances to serve. A lot of people moving a lot of different parts. But at the same time, me, I've been going there when I'm back home to that same service for five, six years, you know, to that church. And there's people in that four o'clock that I've never even met. Yeah. I could see him in the store, and I have no idea that they go mm-hmm. to my church. And so there's two sides to every, you know, every coin.
0: Do you think it would be a healthier approach to instead of do um, so many different segments within the same church, um, maybe more of a church planting style? Like, let's just create. Uh, might as well just make it uh, a different church with its own in person pastor Mm -hmm. or whatever and and i'm not i'm just kind of throwing like do you you think like is that a healthier way of approaching this this type of thing or what do you think i know
1: with other campuses that's the that's what they've started doing so they might have a campus within 30 minutes of each other 25 30 minutes of each other but that's you know that's why Mm -hmm. i know in certain aspects you know they're out based out in oklahoma where you know they've started and they've expanded i mean there's a bunch within a very tight region that's, that's what they started doing. And I think mm-hmm. that's definitely kind of what you have to do. So instead of saying, hey, I go to, you know, this church A, I go to this church B, you know? Yeah. And that way, you know, you still, you have a fellowship with people in, within your church, but you're still also a part of that larger church community. And so I definitely think um, that's the way I would go about it. Mm-hmm. That's the way I prefer to be about it. Um, just because that spiritual community, man, it's it's too good to miss out on. It's, you need to know those people you know, go on different services. Now I want to speak to people, maybe that's their church and that's their setting, you know, find a way to meet those people, you know, don't just go to that service and then leave, find a way to, you know, you know, yeah. Make that connection, you know, whether that's serving, whether that's, you know, Hey, I'm going to switch up and go to the service today. Why not? You know, meet yeah. some new people, make some new connections. I and mean, I don't know, think that hurts anything.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really good point. I think the, if we look at the foundation of our podcast right? It's called make the time, mm-hmm. but really what that is, it's, it's a form of intentionality. So 100%. even beneath our foundation, the main foundation is intentionality. And so in, you know, carve out the time to, to read your word, but also carve out the, the effort and the time and, um, you know, to just be diligent and intentional about going and engaging people who you haven't engaged before. And that's terrifying to a lot of people. We get that, um, but uh, yeah, I think you said it perfectly, Carson. Yeah. Parker, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think because um, at my old church, uh, where we've mainly had one service, and then that changed though when COVID hit.
0: Oh yeah, you're yeah, right. COVID.
2: COVID. It was a weird little. COVID time. just beat the crap out of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that just kind of just wild. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, so we moved to two services because of separation um as far as like staying 6 feet apart and just um uh-huh. like slowly coming back in and so we would have two services so we would be more spread out um and so that was that was interesting we're now back they're 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 now back to one service okay um but but it was it was a little different cuz you'd see you wouldn't see people that you normally did because they went to the previous service and so yeah. and so forth but um
0: but that's I'm glad that you guys have kind of squished back together. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It feels more, well, it was just COVID was just a weird time. Yeah. I I think it, it was
0: a strange time for everybody. Yeah. And, um, especially, uh, I learned about this, like the older, like the elderly population in the church, right? I mean, they're the ones who have to stay home because they're the most at risk during all this. And these people, um a lot of older people don't know how to work technology. So you tell them, yeah, come check us out on our live stream, they're like, What is that? <laughs> what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, no, I think cause our church also, um, I'm pretty sure it took a pretty bad hit with COVID um regarding our uh congregation numbers. But uh at any rate, um, you know it's not about the numbers. It's about the the quality yep. of our fellowship yep. and, mm-hmm. and it's about coming together to honor Christ. But uh, yeah. I want to say, yeah. was there, go ahead.
2: Well, I was going to ask yeah. this question. Um, do y'all think that COVID had a big impact on what church looks like?
0: Yeah, I think, I think it forced us to be flexible in a way that we never had to be. And I think in some way that's it's um a really healthy thing i think it uh like for example even in you know speaking from maybe a social services uh you know point of view uh telehealth is now a major it's it's um it's increased in its frequency and it's uh it's increased in its popularity just because when covid came along telehealth you know that that meaning um like the doctor or the therapist or the counselor would use technology like FaceTime or zoom to consult with their patient. Um, Now we we see more of that being made available and uh, you know, stuff like zoom, nobody did you ever hear of anyone ever using zoom before COVID? Not a chance. Like I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they like when COVID hit, they're like, guys, I have a great idea. (laughs) I'll tell you what
1: though, it kind of, as a college student, man, COVID really made a lot of teachers and colleges learn that they can still go on. You know, Mm -hmm. that snow day ain't a snow day anymore.
0: No, it's terrible. Oh, dude. It's not a snow
1: day because, you know, they're like, oh, we can just Zoom. But before that, you know, there was, you know, what did we do? Like, you can't come in here? (laughs) Oh, it's canceled. But now it's just so easy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's just so easy for them to, you know, here's the Zoom link and you're like, dang it. COVID really screwed me up here. (laughs) And uh, that's what I think of every time I think of like Zoom is I'm like, that's the devil. That's (laughs) one of the devil's antics right there.
0: But now also on that same note, um, like I was saying, I I think COVID had a positive impact in a way on on us just in general. But also let's look at maybe the negative impact. Um, I think it created a lot of, let's say – social laziness or maybe we, we became more used to being uh, alone and um, a lot of people became used to not really being up and at it. And so now what we see is uh, we have this section of people who were super excited to to hop right back into the flow of things like it never even happened. And then now you ha- also have these people who, man, I, I kind of enjoy just watching netflix all day and doing nothing mm-hmm. you know and i kind of enjoyed not really having to go anywhere yeah. um so what do, what do y'all think do y'all think that is a thing am i just making that up or do you think it 100 percent. people yeah. realize that you know they don't need that social
1: function you know it, i think it went two ways some people realize they're like man i've got to talk to people yeah. you know this is driving me up a wall and mm-hmm. then you have the other side of that which is people are like You know, this is cool, man. I'm here by myself watching TV all day. I don't have to speak to a A single person, and that's all right. Like, I'm fine. (laughs) And I think it just depends on what type of person you are. Uh You know, if you're that introverted person, then, you know, quarantine was the greatest thing for you, man. It was fantastic. But if you're, like, I'm more extroverted, like, it drove me up a wall having to get on that Zoom call and having to, you know, couldn't go out to eat anywhere. You, I didn't realize how much I valued eating in a restaurant until you can't do it. Like, I remember when restaurants started opening back up, and you're just like, this is amazing. Like, this is the greatest thing yeah. in the world. Like, I can go eat, you know, Mexican food, with chips and sauce on the table, oh, and I don't have man. to get takeout, and because there ain't no refills on takeout, chips and sauce. Are.
0: No, I, the other day, man, wow. I was thinking, like, it just popped in my head. You know, like, everyone's out and about. It's like a, a normal day like you know how life used to be and i just thought man so we're just gonna act like none of this happened mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like i had to go get fingerprinted for my job and they're like there's a mask required i was like oh i thought we were over this <laughs> i can't tell you the last time i've you know
1: had to put on a mask yeah it felt weird it, it... it takes you back to that that time
0: yeah no i remember man mm-hmm.
1: but i will say you know speaking of that and other things with covid I think that is the one thing, you know, COVID caused the most of is just division, where you didn't really have a lot of division before. I mean, you always yeah, have division in, within people. In what way, you think? I don't want to get into like, you know, super political or anything, but, you know, yeah. people disagree with how things should get handled and people do oh, yeah. agree. Yeah. And so I think when you apply that to the church and you think of the different age gaps in the church. Yeah.
0: What color should the carpet in the sanctuary be?
1: And people <laughs> are always going to pick a side. And I'm one of those people that will have an opinion on everything. So I get it. I completely Yeah, it should definitely
0: it. be blue, but yeah, no, it should be red. <laughs>
1: and if you think it should be blue, then you're wrong.
0: You're um, you're not a Christian if you think it should be. But you know, I
1: think a lot of, you know, when we look back at COVID, I think of there man, just a lot of division where it didn't that, you know, that conflict wasn't there before.
0: I think our capacity to be divisive has always been the same. I think it just brought about a new wave, a new thing for us to be divided over, and also I feel like the stakes were kind of higher. Because I mean, people were dying during COVID. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't like uh, you people know what angry. Yeah, it like, wasn't like what. How many? What colors should the stained glass windows be? Um, no, this was a matter of life and death mm-hmm. for some people.
1: And I think you know be, when I was I was sixteen when COVID hit seventeen. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I think it was sixteen. Forever but anyway, ago. like you
0: were sixteen. That's what I was. Yeah, say. I'm only nineteen. Dude, I'm an old man. You are. But
1: I know, like when I would go places. If, when you were looked at and like that age during COVID, man, people thought you were just the most contagious thing walking around. <laughs> yeah. Like people looked at you and they're like, like you can feel perfectly fine. They're like, oh man, he has got COVID or he's yeah. sick. Like he's a kid, he don't care about you well, know. I you think they sick. You get everybody's looks at you. Yeah, yeah. I oh, promise I'm not. Man, I forgot like, about that. It was like the Last of Us. <laughs> I like I promise I'm that. not infected. <laughs> Um, you no, know, someone was sneezing in the, like high school, like senior class, and we like get him out, get him out. Because I was on the quarantine. You know, if they got if they tested yeah. positive and you sat next to him in class, every class of a seating chart. You'd have to be quarantined. Oh no! Now, I remember if someone sneezes, like, oh no, I jump up. I'd be like, no, you leave, <laughs> you get out because I'm not getting quarantined by you. Not
0: dragging us down with you. No,
1: like if you want to sneeze, go on. I think
0: we should we should take oh. the time though to to remember. Um, I think COVID brought along some really bad things, but also one of the greatest memories. I have of COVID was all of the different get-ups that people had for going to the grocery store because they didn't have a mask. <laughs> like I saw a picture of a dude in a full on scuba suit, tank and all.
2: That's, that's it. Man. <laughs> hey, dude, that was, uh, was that Carson? No. What? Surprise.
0: <laughs> well, get this, get this. It wasn't the fact that he had the whole scuba thing and the, the tank too. That made sense because like, yeah, filtered air. It was the fact that he had flippers. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, well, you can't, you know, wear the whole suit and not include the
1: flippers. Like at that this point, man,
0: this man was—he was like going to go diving in the lobster tank
1: himself. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'd do if I turned a corner in Kroger and I saw a giant scuba suit. It was I a fever been, dream, bro. Oh, and I don't know people would put like pots for like kitchen cookware I do remember on that. their face and do their hoodie
0: do you remember that like yeah. the memes that
1: came out of that it cracks me up
0: There was someone in an inflatable t-rex costume i was like you know that's oh, not doing man. anything <laughs> like uh, i think i think that a lot of them just did it for the novelty and finally they had an excuse they're mm-hmm. like finally i can wear my t-rex costume to walmart i would honestly if but, I had one. I mean, for real yeah i would great. too but, but uh, yeah, yeah so before we get too caught up, yeah what's what's our next question?
1: Let me pull it up here. All right, this is a good question. It's gonna be you know it's gonna be a hard hitter. Can you be a Christian and not go to not go to church? Can you be a Christian and not want to be with other believers? Mm. What do y'all think? That's heavy. So let's
0: let's let's ask first what what makes someone a Christian.
2: Being um,
0: trusting church membership obviously no. <laughs> if you're not a member, then you're, that's you're it. If you don't tithe, at least no, I'm kidding. Um, I, I'd say having a, res-
2: a relationship with Jesus and being a born again believer. Yeah. Um,
0: being first, reg- being regenerate by this yeah. by Christ by the Spirit. Yeah. And so I think we can all agree that no, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Yeah. But. I really like the way you worded that second one, that second question. Can you be a Christian and just not want to spend time with other believers? I think that's, that's That's, where
1: the answer is for me.
0: That's a gray area, I think. Because, you know,
1: I think it's like a check yourself type moment, you know, like, why do I not want to go be in fellowship with other like-minded people, you know, because that's our people, you know, we're out in the world, you know, in a sinful world with people and they're not always believers, you know, I mean... They're saying things that you know. it's just makes your heart hurt, and so that should be a time when you're believe with believers. That's refreshing, and you're renewed and you're encouraged. And so, if anyone out out there is like you know, they don't have that longing for fellowship with believers, I would I would say to check yourself. You know, check yeah. your heart. Yeah. Um, make sure you're in the right place.
0: Um, I think because with,
1: it's it should be a sign of your faith.
0: Yeah when when you're when you are a regenerate believer, I think. Well, one one thing that is definitely biblical is that God uh you you're a new creation made in the image of Christ and you are given new desires. Your your heart is not your own now. You 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 do not belong to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are just certain desires that will come upon you as a Christian that you know may not be present if you weren't, you know, and, and I think fellowship with other believers is one of those things. Like I remember when I was going through my stint of Uh, isolation in college I was like man I just need to I just need people you know
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah I would definitely say you know coming into college college is the first time I mean I've always had Christian friends growing up but college is the first time that I've had a large you know just group of believers around me you know because I mean we have we're nearing 40 guys in the fraternity now, yeah. plus the church. I mean, yeah. you know, and then the connections beyond that and through campus, uh, like the BCM and all this, you you know, just meet hundreds of believers like you. And the when you realize, I remember the first time, like I was just like going through my brain of all like the people I knew and all the like groups I could go to for help. It's just, it's so important, mm-hmm. you know? And from not having that to having that, it's just refreshing.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm reminded of the verse. Um, in Proverbs says, "As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think you know, just being with the believers and being within the church, you know, it sharpens you up um, spiritually and torture and encourages you in your relationship with Jesus. And you know, if you if you don't have that, then you you'll become more dull. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have that encouragement,
0: and I think uh, also to kind of add on to that um well now I lost my train of thought Carson
1: I got a little spin-off question that I want to <laughs> yeah go
0: off you. what do you, <laughs> yeah
1: this kind of goes along what we're hitting, so it might you might process it the way we've been already talking but what do you guys think of people that are like man the deer blind is my church or you know the ball field is my church like saying like oh yeah you know like that's yeah. where I can minister to people you know yeah what do you guys think about that
0: you know I think we have again we have to differentiate and I finally I found my, my line of thought. I remembered it and it actually goes along with this. Perfect. Which is great. Funny how that works. We need to be able to differentiate um three things. Number one, mission field. Let's differentiate that. Let's also separate uh what is just simply a a community of Christians, right? Like people who are who hang together, who just happen to all be Christians. And then the third is what is a church? So those are three things that we need to give separate identifications to. And I think the way that I would give it, right, is a church um, or a group of believers, right? People who just hang out happen to all be Christians, right? If you're not careful, you'll fall very quickly into idleness, you know? And very quickly, you just become a uh, a bunch of sinful Christians hanging out. Rebelling against God through your idleness, and uh, I think a church really—if you're a church, then that means you should have a a collective goal and purpose towards which you're striving. That goal being to honor Christ by doing all the things that He has commanded us to do. Okay. You know, namely one of those things, the Great Commission. Yeah, and then now let's finally tackle that third one, um, the mission field. Well, the ball field's where I can minister to people. That's great. That's your mission field. That's not your church, though. Yeah, You know what That's I'm good.
1: saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. Do any of y'all have any final thoughts on the church in general?
2: Yeah, I I, I agree 100% with that. Um, you know, because, um, you know, just going back from earlier, like the church is not, you know, for ourself. And um, going to the, being in amongst the body of believers and being sent out um, into the world to go and, um, you know, make disciples and uh to, to go and share the gospel with the law. So I think that is a really good point of having that goal and as a church because I mean what if what if we don't have that goal? What are we what are we doing? It's just like yeah. you said, we're just
0: being being just there and just um there. But um It's like it's like if you have a football team and football team? Football team, right? It's like if you have a football team on, on the on the field but no end zone. Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. What what's the point?
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, and I think I think too um, something cool um, in Acts uh, two chapter two that same chapter when they were also in church or they were um, just amongst each other devoting themselves to all these things it says in verse forty seven praising God enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved, and I think that's just so good how. Um, God, God saves, you know, and also he uses, he uses us, um, to be instruments to go and, and tell people about him and uses that.
0: That's a one. I love that you brought that scripture up because I think it's also really important that we acknowledge the seeker sensitive movement and, you know, that being, well, we need all the latest tech, the light shows we need, um, uh, the best worship band. And you know what, if you have all those things, Hey, wonderful. Okay. We're not going to, we're not trying to, you know, uh, hit on y'all for that, you know, cause it even goes, uh, to more traditional churches, right? We got to have the best, uh, stained glass windows and this, that, and, and the other. But at the end of the day, it's not those things that save a man. Yeah. It's not those things that God is interested in using to bring about salvation. He's interested in using the obedience of his people. Yeah. And if you just walk in obedience, Just like it says in the scripture, it's not your actions that add to your number, that draw people in, that convince people uh, to accept the gospel. It is a supernatural act of God himself moving in people's lives, using your obedience.
2: All right, guys, I've got a question. Hit us with it. Pineapple on pizza.
1: One thousand percent.
0: Yes, I agree. And, and y- what do you think?
2: I'm a thousand and one percent yes. Okay.
0: Oh, so we're all in agreement. We're all in yeah. agreement. Okay. Because I feel like yeah, this is, this is one of those things. Like, what I, I should call Blake and get What will <laughs> what will the Baptist church split over this time? Pineapple on pizza. It'll happen. <laughs> I guarantee it. Some there there will be a church that splits over pineapple on pizza. Man. <laughs> you'd be su- I don't you'd be surprised what people will get upset yeah. over. Yeah. They get violent, man. Oh,
1: I got Blake on the phone. Do you want to hear his answer? Okay, yeah. Hey, Blake. What's up? You're on the air, and we have, we're have we doing our wrap-up question, and we want to know, pineapple on pizza, yes or no?
2: No. Oh, oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> there Hang it
2: up. is. Hang up. Hang up. Blake, why? Here's, All right, and that is reason. the split of this podcast. <laughs> pineapples are wrong on pizza because it's, like,
0: two different, like, flavors. Like, let me – Okay, maybe that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, I think I think you're done is what what makes sense.
1: We all agree that it does. I think
2: your ankle's getting to your head now. <laughs> your ankle, you're yeah,
0: you're too injured. I think hit injured. I think hit my head too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But I don't know how to explain it more, but you're just wrong. It's it it okay. Weird. Look, it you
1: you've weird. had a long day. We'll let you get some rest, and we'll get you a real okay. answer when you get back. Yeah. Tomorrow, <laughs> yeah better answer tomorrow all right well sounds good blake well we missed you here on the podcast and we'll talk to you later blake blake sounds good i'll see y'all later all right see ya i knew he'd be the one yeah i knew it i had that feeling that we were on agreement and it was weird that we're on agreement
0: that one guy just comes and ruins it that guy
1: that guy no but but why though
0: It's just good. good.
1: See, I love Hawaiian pizza. So Mm -hmm. I'll do like the pineapple, the ham. I'll even get some barbecue sauce thrown on this. I also
0: just want to go to I want to go to Hawaii.
1: And I
2: I, do too. It'd be a good little trip.
0: Dude, I want to I want to go to a Hawaiian church. I want to go to a Hawaiian church. When I was when we went to the, the church in Haiti, bro, the the music, it was like worshiping to we were worshiping to Caribbean music.
2: Really, it was
0: amazing. What kind of music? Caribbean.
2: Oh, I thought you said carbon. Carbon.
0: <laughs> no, car- Caribbean music. Like the steel like, drum. Like like Ooh. island music. Yeah, it I've was. Always want to know how to play those, dude. It was hilarious, and they were killing it. They were they were a tight band, worship dude. Is worship, man. Yeah, make you know? a, make a joyful sound. That's so. I guess I don't
1: know that just kind of hit me, you know, like worship is worship, you know, they they have their style yeah. of worship, we have our style of worship. That's and, cool. you know,
0: I think like also worship, it's not just music, and it's not just once per week, but worship is, we worship as a church through our coexistence, right, our fellowship, and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but I think,
2: uh, didn't you say, and it was a good reminder uh, Wednesday that worship is a lifestyle? Uh, I did I say said, that? Oh, I think, oh, I, think I, I might have in the prayer time or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, with agree. Yeah. With that.
0: And if whether you have a steel drum or not, hey, it's okay. It's good. Jesus it's good. still loves you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, other than that, man, I think I think that just
1: about. Blake also just texted me and said that answer was post four eight hundred milligrams of ibuprofen. Oh, oh yeah. So would oh. that change his answer? It might be a yes tomorrow. Yeah, come back next week when we have Blake back in the the studio. We'll be like, okay, now that you're, you know,
0: make sure to tune into episode five. We'll have a box
1: of pineapple on pizza uh, in the studio
2: with us. Man, we've been
0: doing this a month. Wow.
2: Wow, that's crazy.
0: We made it through the, the, the group chat phase, man. We really did. That's um, nice.
1: Have we ever told the story? Have this came, how this came? I think we did on the first one.
0: Yeah, I grabbed your phone
1: and. Well, I've been wanting to do one of these since last <laughs> summer, and then me and Parker were at coffee, and then Parker mentioned about a podcast, and then like that next Wednesday, I was like, "Were you serious about doing a podcast?" Then he's like, "Yeah," and Blake was serious about doing a podcast <laughs> too. So then I said, "Andy, would you listen to a podcast with me, Parker, and Blake?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm in it." <laughs> yeah, <I'll, laughs> I kind of forced my way into it, but it's good. It's good. It all turned yeah. out good. Sure um, did. So yeah. Excited. Episode five, um, coming next week, coming mm-hmm. in hot, and yeah. our release dates are Sunday mornings. I think we've established that routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it on Sunday mornings, so you know you can start your kind of your week off, or on your. I know a lot of people listen on their way to church or while they're getting ready for church. Um, so I, I think we're going to stick with that release unless something changes. Remember, you can always follow us. Um, we are on TikTok now. You can follow us at Make the Time Podcast on TikTok, and that is at Make the Time Podcast on Instagram as well. And if you have any questions or just want to reach out to us about anything, you need prayer, um, spiritual questions, email us. You know, message us on Instagram at um, <laughs> Make the Parker Time Podcast. Is... Parker's messing with the camera. It's making <laughs> he's me trying around. to he's We're trying soft. to be a tech guy. Oh, oh man, it's that. all good. No, you're good, but. <laughs> Email us at make the time podcast at gmail dot com. We appreciate all y'all listening. Um it's been a big encouragement to us this week and as we keep going, you know, we're just so excited to be able to do this and yeah. re- be able to bring y'all an episode every week.
0: And pray for Blake's ankle. Yep. Yes.
1: You yes. old Blake is Bloody at home, Blake. propped up, iced up, on
0: apparently on
1: eight hundred four, eight hundred milligrams. Is that a
0: of lot? Vitamin. I don't know. I'm, well, apparently I'm since a said no to of- <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 enough to to change his answer yeah. to to exactly. the wrong answer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Next week, that's gonna be the first thing we talk about next week. Mm-hmm. Like, are you still on the no train for <laughs> pineapple on pizza? And if he says no, then he's just got
0: late. Yeah. yeah, we'll put out hey, we'll put the poll out on our uh, coming up after the episode releases. We'll put the mm-hmm. poll up on our yeah. uh, on You're our right. Instagram story, and yeah, we want to hear from y'all. Yep. pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? Yep,
1: that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week, and as always,